Hello everyone and welcome to Wellbeing Simplified, where we make it easy to learn about health and the body. My name is Maggie and I'm your host for this podcast. This is the second episode in the series, Rise of Exercise, where we explore the history behind some of our favorite sports and forms of physical activity. And as you can see, this is the Olympic edition. The Summer Olympics were supposed to be held this year in Tokyo, but were postponed due to the outbreak of COVID-19 and it was rescheduled to take place in the summer of 2021. However, it doesn't mean we still can't enjoy watching some Olympic events from previous years and also learn the history behind some of the events. So without further ado, let's get to it. The first event that we will be looking at is probably one of the most macho events in the Olympics, weightlifting. According to Encyclopedia Britannica, weightlifting was practiced among ancient Greeks and Egyptians as a means to show off their strength. So really show off that rrrr. Weightlifting was also considered a passage to manhood in certain historic tribes in Greece and Scotland. A person would lift a rock, which were called manhood stones, and the winner was determined based on the consecutive number of lifts they were able to do. So what about the weightlifting we know today? Fun fact, it began at the circus. With people like Eugene Sando and Arthur Saxon of Germany, Louis Apollon of France, and many more performed in front of audiences at circuses and theaters in the 18th and 19th century. And if you looked up pictures of them, you would see why people were pretty impressed. By 1891, we could see weightlifting competitions taking place in London. And weightlifting was included in the very first Olympic Games in Athens in 1896. So this sport has been around since the beginning of the Olympic Games. Now initially, there were three types of lifts, but now there are two, and they are the snatch and the clean and jerk. In the competition, there are eight weight divisions for men and women, kind of like how there are at the UFC or any martial art kind of entertainment that you can think of. For men, it ranges from 56 kilograms or 103 pounds all the way to over 105 kilograms, or over 231 pounds. For women, there are seven weight divisions, and they range from 48 kilograms, or 106 pounds, to over 75 kilograms, or over 165 pounds. What is even more impressive is the amount of weight these athletes have lifted. I looked at some weightlifting records, and I couldn't believe my eyes, so I'll share them with you. And I want to mention, for these records, I looked at the heaviest weight category for both men and women. So here it is. For men, the category is over 105 kilograms or over 231 pounds. With the snatch, the record was set as 216 kilograms or 476.2 pounds. And it was set by Badat Salimikoradasiabi from Iran at the 2016 Rio Olympics. With the clean and jerk, the record was set at 263 kilograms, or 579.8 pounds, and it was set by Hossein Rezazadeh from Iran at the 2004 Athens Olympics. For women, the weight category is over 75 kilograms, so over 165 pounds. The snatch with the record was set at 151 kilograms, or 332.9 pounds. And it was set by Tatiana Kashirina from Russia at the 2012 London Olympics. With a clean and jerk, it was set at 187 kilograms or 412.3 pounds. And it was set by Lulu Zhao from China also at the 2012 London Olympics. 
The next event that we will be looking at is artistic swimming. This is what we may call synchronized swimming. Now, this is actually one of the newer events added in the Olympics. According to the Olympic website, artistic swimming began during the 1900s with Australian water acrobat Annette Kellerman, who toured and performed all over the United States. It would later be developed into the sport it's known today by a woman called Catherine Curtis, who was a physical education instructor, but was also a well-known swimmer. It was Curtis who combined water acrobatics with music. During the 1930s, she organized a team of 30 women under her own organization called the K. Curtis Modern Mermaids, and they would perform at the World Fair in Chicago in 1933 and 1934. Curtis later wrote the book Rhythmic Swimming, which further elevated the status of the sport and made it recognizable to other major athletic organizations. In 1984, synchronized swimming was officially a women's sporting event in the Olympics and it debuted at the Los Angeles Olympics that same year, but it was initially with solo and duet events. It would be at the 2000s Olympics in Sydney that it would consist of duet and team events which we see today. And I'll say personally, this is my favorite summer Olympic event to watch. And I also think that today's swimmers should also be called modern mermaids. Now, pop quiz. What is the name of the event that consists of swimming, cycling, and running? The answer is triathlon. And yes, it is possible to combine three separate sports into one single event. According to the Olympics website, the triathlon was created during the 1970s by the San Diego Track Club. The purpose to the triathlon was to add variety to their usual training days. Because you know, why not? You're already running miles and miles on end, so why not just add cycling and swimming in the mix? To train, the athletes would do this. A 10 kilometer run, which is 6.21 miles, an eight kilometer cycle, which is almost five miles, and a 500 meter swim, which is 1,640 feet. Now, these are the distances used then. Now, the triathlon has the following distances. A 1,500 meter swim, which is 4,921 feet, a 40 kilometer cycle, which is approximately 25 miles, and the 10 kilometer run was still kept the same, which is 6.21 miles. The triathlon grew in popularity and was first featured in the 2000 Sydney Olympics with 100 competitors, 48 female and 52 male. Now, we also need to share some records. For men, the record has been set by Simon Lessing of Great Britain with a total time of 1 hour, 39 minutes and 50 seconds. And yes, seconds do count, it really makes a big difference. For the ladies, Jackie Gallagher of Australia set the bar at 1 hour, 50 minutes, and 51 seconds. For this next event, I want you to summon your inner Legolas, Merida, or Katniss Everdeen, because we're talking about archery. While the triathlon is one of the newest additions to the Olympics, archery is one of the oldest sports practiced in the world. According to World Archery, it's estimated that archery dates all the way back to the Stone Age, around 20,000 BC. However, it wasn't for show, it was for hunting. The Egyptians during 3000 BC would also use archery not only for hunting, but also for war.
and because of its importance in warfare, especially in England, there was a royal decree that required all men to practice archery every Sunday and holiday, whether they liked to or not. Archery was first used as a competitive event in Finsbury, England, and get this, there were 3,000 competitors. Archery was first featured at the 1900 Olympics in Paris. However, after 1920, it was dropped as an Olympic event. Why? Because there was such a variation in rules, there wasn't a standard. But don't worry, we see archery make a return to the Olympics at 1972. So that's a 52-year hiatus. With its comeback, there was a formal set of rules and it established the men's and women's events we see today. Now, if you want to talk records, then you have to know Kim Woo-jin. The archer from South Korea set the record at the 2016 Rio Olympics with a score of 700 points out of the possible 720, which is a nearly perfect game. Now, before him, the record holder was Oh Jin-hyuk, also from South Korea, and he had a score of 699 at the 2012 London Olympics. And get this, he was legally blind. So now this brings me to my next event. Since we're talking about the Olympics, I can't forget to mention the Paralympics. If you're not too familiar with the Paralympics, they are Olympic Games specifically for those with disabilities. Now the Paralympics initially began as a simple sports competition in England, set by Sir Ludwig Goodman for disabled veterans after World War II. In 1952, more competitors wanted in on the fun, and soon it became internationally known. The first Paralympic Games took place in winter of 1976 in Sweden. And like the Olympics, the Paralympics are divided into summer and winter sports, and they occur every two years. Now, while I was researching, I found out that the Paralympics are divided into six disability groups, and they are amputee, cerebral palsy, visual impairment, spinal cord injuries, intellectual disability, and less alters which means any other disabilities that was not listed. And like the Olympics, the events are also divided into men's and women's events. Now the Paralympics may have modified Olympic Games, but it doesn't mean that it's not open to other kinds of games. For the 2024 Paris Olympics, sports like golf, surfing, karate, and sailing are some of the sports that are considered to being added, and we look forward to seeing it. Let's see, we talked about the Olympic events, what am I missing? Oh yes! We cannot forget to mention the performances. During the opening and closing ceremonies, we may see some of our favorite artists. You may see people like Rowan Atkinson, aka Mr. Bean, at the 2012 London Olympics, EXO and CL at the 2018 Pyeongchang Olympics, the Spice Girls at the 2012 London Olympics, and Lucio Pavarotti at the 2006 Torino Olympics, and so many more. Which one was your favorite Olympics performance? Share it on Instagram and tag me at wellbeingsimplified2020. I would love to see what yours is. Well, that's a wrap for this episode of Wellbeing Simplified. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at wellbeingsimplified2020 for updates on episodes, health and fitness tips, and some fitness humor. New episodes are uploaded every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. See you next time.